You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sasfin, normally at Melrose Arch, now in the Big Apple, New York. And this is a Shapiro World special, the second in a series of New York interviews. And this podcast is proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. David, how's New York? I love stories of New York because I have to say, although I love London, I must say that New York is neck and neck as my favorite city in the world, my favorite major city in the world, because it is so, so exciting. Uh, and how it is, and especially at this time of the year. I must, I must admit, I've been coming here for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, but I've never been here in, in July. Mm. And um, people come out all the time. I must, we, we, we're on, um, you know, we're across the road from Lincoln Center. Yes. And to give an example, uh, every night there's a different theme that they have here. They have a very an open area where they have bands playing from disco to salsa. And people just rock up there. They just come there with their families. I think the sale of alcohol is very limited to certain areas. But there are security guards, but everything seems so peaceful. You want to dance, you dance. And it just highlights exactly what New York is. This this just... People come out, um, very limited crime. If there is crime, it must be in certain areas, you know, maybe in some of the poorer areas in the outlying boroughs, but you don't see anything around you. you know, people just get on with their lives. I'm sorry uh, to interrupt you, but uh, when you right go there, there, do you feel a weight being lifted from your shoulders when you go there from, from South yeah, Africa and you yeah. say to yourself, I can walk along the street now and I don't have to keep on looking behind me. When I get on a bus, yeah. or, well, firstly, there is public transport. I mean, okay, the metro, New York mm. subway is not the greatest in the world, but I mean, at least there is a subway there. Do you find yourself saying to yourself, well... Do you know what? I feel actually feel relieved because I don't yeah. worry about the the threat of someone invading my personal space and actually it, seeking to do harm to exactly me. It. That's well, that's exactly right. You know, whether you're sitting in, if you go into Central Park, um, I mean, it's a huge area. I've run around it. It's ten kilometres from one point to another if you run around it. Mm. And within there, there are gardens and there are uh, different paths and forests and everything. And number one, it's spotless. There's absolutely spotless. No one drops anything. Yes, you get tourists, and especially this time of the year, you might get tourists um, leaving a little bit of rubbish. But it's quickly cleaned up. And it's also quiet. It's a quiet zone. You know, no one blares out any music uh uh, if you do, you'll be stopped right away and people just adhere to the rules. Because there's so many cyclists, you can only go in one direction. There are people running all the time. Mm. So you do, and people with their dogs. And not only that, the dogs are well behaved. Because <laughs> mm. if they're not dog behaved, they, they put down. So people take their dogs for training. So you get that feeling of almost Pleasantville around here. And this is New York where there are millions of people. You know, I, I, I love the subway. I love the subway because uh, yes, it's old. It's been around a long time, but still, it gets you to where you want to in in short time. I prefer it to the taxis and buses, which are clogged up with New York traffic. The other thing, Lindsay, coming from Joburg, work out uh, the size of Manhattan, work out the grid. I have never yet experienced a traffic light out of order or out of sync. Uh, you know, <laughs> coming from Joburg, where uh, where everybody just has their own rules. I think it's something that strikes you. Well, why do they do it? You know, why can they do it with such a huge metropolis? When you look at the buildings here, 
I mean, these buildings reach for the sky. Uh, they're building uh, close to us uh, new skyscrapers of 100 stories each. Can you imagine how many people live in there? And yet, they never, nothing goes wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, they know it, it, it just... The city just absorbs all these people. But 40 years ago, actually, no, 50 years ago, David, nearly 50 years ago, New York, uh, certain areas of New York, even Manhattan, were no-go zones. And it was probably one of the most crime-ridden cities Mm. in the world. But uh, it was cleaned up. And maybe there's a lesson there for South Africa. Maybe we Mm. can clean up Johannesburg. Maybe we can clean up certain areas of Cape Town, Durban, all those other metropolitan areas in South Africa. Because New York, as I say, was was a horrible place to be and people wouldn't go there. But now, as you said, you feel safe. You wouldn't go near Times Square because of the sex shops and because of the prostitutes. Today, it's like Disneyland. Mm. You know, it's very colorful and it's, a, and it's an attraction area. They've closed off the roads so people can wander freely. Um, I run through Harlem. Remember, you wouldn't go close to Harlem, which was in the hundreds. And those areas today, I run freely through. You don't feel any threat. In fact, they're gentrifying that whole area. You know, it's becoming uh, valuable property. Uh, they're rebuilding places, renovating them. So, in fact, the whole of New York, I... I went down to Hudson, we went down to Hudson Yard, which is in Chelsea area, which is in the 30s and that. And uh, it's been quite a few years in the making, but it's staggering. The new buildings that are going up there, the uh, shopping areas and that, quite, quite incredible. And once again, easy to access, very peaceful. You know, there's the High Line. Do you remember in the old movies, um, you would have the trains running on stilts, you know, on a track above, yes. the, above the road. Right. Well, what they've done, you can't get that in New York anymore. I think maybe in Brooklyn there might be something. But they've, guard, here, they, they've greened it up, haven't they? they I remember going, exactly. They've greened it up. I've it's been called there. the High Line. Mm. It's a High Line. And there are thousands, literally, you know, hundreds of thousands of tourists there at the moment who walk the High Line uh, at the moment to from the Chelsea Market to... Uh, um, to Hudson, you know, to Hudson Yard. So it's now become a new attractor in a very, very attractive area. So, and Linda, I must also point out something that's not really appreciated or, um, is Broadway. And Broadway is, I don't, I don't know how many theaters there are here. Um, but always packed, every night packed. We went on, uh, Wednesday, Thursday night, um, um, Sorry, where are we now? Saturday, yeah. We went on Saturday evening uh, to a show called Hades Town. I can't remember. And Hades Town won eight um, Tonys, which is the equivalent of eight Oscars or eight Grammys. Right. And an incredible production. But you, it was packed once more packed. The tickets, I think all that the tickets do is highlight how poor we are, not how rich Americans are, because for most Americans, it's very expensive but affordable. But... Uh, you know, your tickets for good shows can go anywhere from $150 a ticket to $600 a ticket, depending on the show. And you don't want to work that in. Uh, but what I have to tell you, Lindsay, is so we're sitting in the theater. We're a little earlier. Um, I'm with my daughter's in-laws. We call them in Yiddish. It's called your makatonim. You know, in other words, our <laughs> children are married. <laughs> so I'm sitting with Neville, and we go. it's a Yiddish word which has got no English equivalent. So we're sitting there, and I go to the back of the theater, and I order it's, – it's very warm and balmy. So I ordered two – I was going to order two kind of waters or soda waters. So I said, I just put a shot of vodka in. So two vodkas uh, full of ice and two packets of M&Ms. So I take out a $20 bill, 
Okay, we just do not 280 rand. <laughs> Jim says to me, that'll be $48. $48 for two, for two vodkas. Each vodka, mainly filled with ice, a, a small shot of vodka with, with soda. 700 rand. 700 rand. <laughs> so you just grin. Well, at the end, I left a $2 tip, so it's $50. I'm sure she turned her nose $50. up at that. <laughs> Oh, no, I can no. remember, no, David, I can remember going to, I did a documentary for CNBC Africa in New York, I think I mentioned this last week, on our, on our first uh, Shapiro World Special, and I went, to, I, my cameraman was a Jewish fellow from the Upper West Side, I took him out to lunch, because he was, he was absolutely brilliant, and he guided me through my, my time when I was in New York, and um, we went for lunch in Greenwich Village, no, actually in the Tribeca region, and mm. I left a 10, 12% tip. Yeah. And, and he said, what are you doing? You can't, no. you can't no. do that. It's mm. a minimum 20, 25%. These people yeah. are working yeah. hard and yeah. they rely on mm. this. And when mm. you go in a taxi as well, they, you, you, have that, you have that thing on the taxi. Do you want to pay them? I think yeah. it starts mm. at 15 and then it goes 20, yeah. 30, 40%. Yeah. The, the, the tipping culture is alive and well and living it's in New York. The bottom end, 15 uh, acceptable twenty percent. Yeah, that's that's your norm. That's twenty percent. That's uh, your minimum. Twenty percent yeah. tip. So hundred dollar so hundred dollar meal is going to be one hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, mm, exactly. Yeah. In fact, if it's a party of six, they automatically put on twenty percent. So if you six sit down, you have got no choice. They just add a twenty percent gratuity to the bill. <laughs> so. You're making me want to go to New York, David. Let's talk about let's talk about and the you markets. Know what, you know what's interesting? No, go on, go on briefly, then. Briefly, I was reading yes. in Bloomberg's an article about for expats, meaning you know people like myself who come into to a city, which are the cheapest uh, or the most expensive. Apologies. New York comes in at number nine, so it's yeah. low. Da- it's relatively low down compared with maybe European cities and Tokyo and some of the Asian cities where things are a lot more expensive than that. But that gives you an idea. So, and I always say, I think we are the people, we are actually pretty poor. That's it. <laughs> I have now got uh, this, uh, this wanderlust and a peripatetic streak in me has been tweaked by you, uh, peaked by you rather. Uh, David, let's talk about the markets because it's July the 1st. It's the first half, mm. uh, sorry, the second half of 2019 has just kicked off. We've just had the, the, uh, the month, the quarter and the half year completed. And uh, when we look at South Africa, how would you describe the first six months of this year? Well, I think it, it was pretty difficult. We were saved by uh, the mining shares. And I think, number one, the gold shares, gold stood out. Platinum was also a very, very strong performer. And I think this is buying overseas. I can't – I'm, I'm still diffi- having difficulty reconciling it. But I think the big, the big movers um, in the first half of the year were all the platinum. And then we had iron ore surprising everybody – and Lindsay continuing to surprise everyone. I don't know the background to it because I think analysts themselves are still very cautious. But you've got a platinum, you've got an iron ore price of close to $110 mm. uh, dollars a uh, $110 a what's it a, a ton, yes. which is high. And of course, that's that's helping the Kumbas and the uh, the stores as well as those uh, BHPs and Anglo-American, you know, who have big exposure there. So I think that that would have been this. The first half of the year uh, on the SA market was entirely resources and surprisingly 
And the big surprise was gold shares. Nobody expected the kind of move that we saw in gold shares, and everyone's been cautious. Gold price will probably start coming down now with, uh, it has to. you know, with Trump. Yeah, you know, as people start to feel a little more happy about where the world is. Um, with Trump, you know, you never know from one day to the next. But I think I would probably, I wouldn't say go short of gold, but I think maybe the run that we've seen. Um, you know, could start to lose uh, a lot more momentum. Well, that that would be it. I think mm. outside of that, I can't find. Uh, you know, it's going to be it's, it's the SA economy let us down quite a lot. Um, you know, not growing, shrinking, and I don't think we're going to come out of that in any big way. So I think from going down to local stocks, um, probably dragged up by number one. You know, by global markets which have been performing pretty well. Talking about that, ASOR today, as we pre-record this interview, up 7%. Uh, Kumba Iron Ore up 4.1%. On mm. the downside, because of the gold price going from what was 14.30 a few days ago down to 13.85 today, currently 13.92. But anyway, Anglo Gold Ashanti down 7.4%. Sibania down 5.7%. Goldfields down 5.1%. Harmony down 4 and two thirds percent. So what, what, what are you doing? Having seen the movements that you've just described in the first six months, does that shape the way you look at the next six months, or is it just still I, the same it, thing? It, it Balance sheets, dividends, and international exposure. I, I'm still 100% offshore. Mm. You know, I still feel that there are better opportunities. Um, having you know, been on the market for a long time and not shy or not scared of resources, it's a, it's a pretty volatile market to get engaged in. It's you know, mo- commodities can go all over the place, as we've seen with the oil price, as we've seen with the underlying metal prices. Uh, very difficult to forecast and predict. So you've got to you've got to trade your your resources. You know, it's not they're not long term buyers. I think what what does highlight um, the SA economy, and I think is much closer to home would be the letdown from a number of businesses that we've seen where I think Tongart uh, has virtually collapsed. Uh, we've seen another company like Omnia. You know, th- these are characterized as well, um, the market, MassMart, uh, EOH, um, Brait, a lot of local businesses, uh, NetCareNet, which have uh, come unstuck, Aspen. Also, rather more management uh, rather than economics, where management have got it completely wrong. Uh, and then you've got our retailers that uh, that despite uh, the market going up, we've seen the Mr. Prices and City Lodges and Truworths and um, other companies like that actually uh, you know, recording quite significant negative um, you know negative returns. Um, so you've got this market split in half of the resources on one side and then SA Inc on the other side. So yeah. I need to do the numbers still. I need to actually go through them in greater detail. But I think uh, the fact that the market was up, um, I still think um, there were a lot more losers than there were winners in the half a year. How has the New York press treated Mr. Trump's latest, probably quite, <laughs> quite successful last 48 hours? Uh, he, in, I, I, his spontaneity yeah. was actually quite well received, and I, I have to take my hat off to him. He, he just sent out a tweet and said, meet me on the DMZ, <laughs> I, <laughs> President I Kim, and the, and, the, and the bloke turned up. You've got to take your hat off to him did. for no, that, but whether it was just a photo op or I, something more meaningful. Mm. I think a little bit of both, so well done to him. He's, uh, he still has very limited support in New York. They're, they're the old Republicans who back him, um, who believe he's doing the right thing. 
But uh, it's if you ever want to enter a fight in New York, just mention his name one way or another. So I think also what highlighted the what was the highlight of the last week with the first uh, Democratic contenders uh, debates. You know, there are two sets of ten, and uh, I think the whole the whole issue is there. They've got to find someone who's going to beat Trump. So it's it's not a matter of policies. It's not a matter of going at each other. I think Democratic voters are going to say, you know, who do we vote for? Which one of these gentlemen or women are going to be Trump in that? And I'm yeah. not sure anybody has really come out on top. You don't want Elizabeth Warren. I mean, who Harris did a, well. I thought Harris did very, very well. He, uh, yeah, that was an opportunistic yeah. and uh, quite well scripted totally. uh, uh, totally. answer that I, I she gave like to a couple Biden. of questions. Yeah. Mm. I don't like. I think he's too old for the role, Far too and old. I think carries too much of, of of a burden. So I'm not sure uh, who's going to come out, and I think the odds are still tilting towards, um, you know, Trump walking, uh, you know, the election mm, next year. So, but <laughs> listen, markets are up. <laughs> markets yes. have new highs uh, on the strength of uh, an easing of the trade tensions and uh, also the meeting of Kim. So I think. I think from that point of view, we're celebrating. I'm just looking at the, you know, some of the gains now, particularly in the in the tech sector. So, uh, and 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 it has a big impression or a big bearing if if markets go up and people have that well-being. And I think he's playing that. You know, this is what he's going to play. So what you're saying is, David, that you know, we're talking about Trump and New York, which is not America, but it is very much a thriving economy. You would say that mm. you wouldn't have gone on the Pride March this weekend with an I Love Trump t-shirt. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go down well. Uh, in fact, I haven't seen anybody wearing that. I, 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 even the out-of-towners here, I haven't seen a, a Make America Great um, t-shirt mm. or anything like that. There's, there's nothing there. There's abs- and this is his hometown, remember. In fact, one woman that I met and was just chatting to in that, uh, she was testing us out and asked us what we thought about Trump. And uh, her husband works at an investment bank, uh, quite a well-known per- person. She said, you know, we've had 40 years of him. He's odious. You know, that's exactly how she such a great she word. <laughs> yeah, he said, and, and she says, you know, we've had to tolerate 40 years of Trump in this city. And that's exactly how she explained him to me. So she said, but, you know, there are a lot of her friends who, who feel otherwise. She said, but we just don't bring it up in discussion. <laughs> really? He's, he's <laughs> yeah. that toxic. He's that odious that you, you can't even mention him at a dinner party or a cocktail no, party or in no, the park when you're playing no. frisbee or walking your dog. You cannot say that no. name. No, no. No, oh, I think I think most of the park goers are are anti Trump. I think. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's <laughs> talk about walkers. making a, let's talk about England making America's yep. football team rotten again, not making it great again. Because tomorrow night at nine o'clock South African time, yeah. there is a match, a football match, semi final mm. of the World Cup yeah. between the United States and England. The uh, United States are the holders and the best team in the world. England have been to three semi-finals in the last uh, f- few years, yeah. um, won European Championships, uh, two World Cups, and it's actually going to be fascinating. And I really urge you to go to a pub and, and sit down and, I, and, and watch watching. it. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've actually been watching, funny enough, in pubs. There's another political issue with the American captain, this Rapinoe. Oh, she's great. Uh, you know, she's... She's great. She is and a uh, great goal scorer. And, you know, she's, she's, she's already stated, I think, in a tweet that she will not go to the White House having been invited. 
And she used uh, the F word when yep. make, making yeah. that point, yeah, which I loved as but, well. But, but when Congress invited her, um, what's her name, Alexander Kasia Cortez, or, uh, sorry, I get their names all mixed up, but uh, she'll go to Congress. Yeah. And uh, she says she'll take the team there as well. But that gives you an idea of the split and the emotions, you know, that here you are. You're invited by the President of the United States to come and visit the White House. She said, not in my time. <laughs> you know, not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it, it gives you an idea of the emotions that are felt towards Trump and the values that he supports. Uh, you know. David, I envy, so I, I envy your time in New York. We'll New speak York. Uh, from Melrose Arch uh, next week, but have a wonderful, wonderful yeah. time there. Thanks for your insight, okay. and thanks for giving us so much color. This evening, <laughs> David Shapiro is from Sassfin in Johannesburg, but he's in Manhattan. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with ShareNet.co.za.